It is Thursday, June 6th, and this is The Railing. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Railing. Time to take a look back at yesterday's baseball for Scranton Wilkesbury, and boy, it could not have gone much better. Two baseball games, 14 innings worth of action yesterday, and the Rail Riders, they faced just three batters over the minimum in 14 innings. 42 outs recorded by the pitching staff. They faced only 45 batters. They allowed four hits and a walk, but a double play and a caught stealing helped take a couple of guys off the base path. The opener of the doubleheader was scoreless with Chance Adams on the mound, and Scranton Wilkesbury got to work in the third inning. A one-out single by Trey Ambergy was followed up by a one-out single from G.D. Gregorius. Runners were at the corners with one down for a man that Already had a hit in the game, Bravik Valera. The 0-2 pitch, swing, line drive, left field, base hit. Valera sends one down to the corner. Gregorius on his horse, gets to second, hits third, gets the stop sign. It's a one-out RBI double. It scores Trey Ambergy, and with runners at second and third, the Rail Riders a one nothing lead, and they've got Mike Ford coming up. Two batters later, Ryan McBroom with the sacrifice fly, scoring D.D. Gregorius without a throw to the plate. And the Rail Riders led 2-0. Gregorius mentioned that Valera had a couple of hits in the first three innings. So did Didi, who entered 1-for-21 on rehab with the Rail Riders. Game one of yesterday's doubleheader was expected to be the last game that he played for scranton Wilkesbury before going back up to the big leagues. 2-for-4, two, two singles, and a run scored. 2-0 was the lead, and it was more than enough for Chance Adams, who went the distance seven innings, three hits, no runs, a walk, and two strikeouts on 89 pitches. And for the Rail Riders, even though they didn't need to pad the 2-0 cushion with Adams on the mound, they did. Two runners were aboard with two down for Brad Miller, and he drove home Mike Ford for that insurance run late. 3-0 was the final in Game 1. Game 2 featured Nestor Cortez on the mound. Nestor hadn't pitched for scranton Wilkesbury in almost a month, and he returned to form Excellently. The last time we had seen Nestor, he took a no-hitter into the eighth inning and had gone seven and a third without allowing a hit before surrendering a single to Rene Rivera on the road up in Syracuse. So that was the momentum that he carried in on the AAA side of things. He'd made four appearances for the New York Yankees in the interim, but back in a starting role, Cortez was lights out. The Rail Riders provided some offense in support of him in the third inning, Mike Ford reached on a fielder's choice with two down in the frame and upstepped that man again. Here's Bravik Valera with Kyle Higashioka looking on from the on-deck circle. 2-2 pitch, swing and flown in the air to right field. This hit well. McKinney goes back at the wall. He leaps at the wall. It's gone. Rail Riders missed out on an opportunity for a run earlier in the frame and Bravik Valera there to pick him up. A two-run homer, and the Rail Riders lead 2-0. Eighth home run for Valera, now 26 runs batted in, continues to rake in a Rail Riders uniform. And did I not tell you at the outset of this inning you were going to get us two runs? Well, they scored twice in the top of the third inning off of Sean Moramondo in game one, and they've done it for a 2-0 lead off of Connor Fisk here in the top of the third in game two. Now Kyle Higashioka, he swings and crushes one in the air to left center field. Alford looks up. This is way gone. Somewhere up over 415, 420, 
I might even take the over. Crushed by Higgy to left center field. And on consecutive pitches, the Rail Riders now have a 3-0 lead. Back-to-back -back home runs yet again for the Rail Riders. Something that they didn't do all of last year and already about a half dozen times we've seen back-to-back -back homers for Scranton-Wilkes-Barre in 2019. Valera finished 3-for-6 in the twin bill. It raised his batting average with the Rail Riders. He's batting 431 over 21 games. He's 31-for-72. Meanwhile, Kyle Higashioka connected on his 7th homer in 29 games with scranton Wilkesbury. In the bottom of the third inning, Buffalo notched their only base runner. Jordan Patterson had a solid one-out single through the infield into the outfield, and that was it. scranton Wilkesbury plated a run on a sack fly in the fourth inning to make it 4 nothing, and by that point, the writing really felt like it was on the wall. Cortez went six innings, allowing just the one hit, no walks, eight strikeouts on 76 pitches, and the sheer fact of the matter is the Rail Riders wanted to get some bullpen arms, some action, so J.P. Fireisen entered for a 1-2-3 bottom of the seventh inning, a couple of strikeouts mixed in, and Scranton-Wilkesbury walked away with a couple of shutout victories yesterday. It was the first time that Scranton-Wilkesbury posted a full doubleheader of shutout baseball since July 2nd, 2011, almost eight years ago when they did so at McCoy Stadium in Pawtucket. That day, D.J. Mitchell tossed seven innings of one-hit ball to outduel Brandon Duckworth, former Scranton-Wilkesbury Red Baron Brandon Duckworth, in game one of that doubleheader, 7-0. And then in the second game, Pawtucket managed three hits off of George Contos, Logan Kensing, and Randy Flores in a 3-0 loss. Meanwhile, the Rail Riders, they won those two games back on July 2nd, 2011. But a year ago, they were shut out in a pair of doubleheader games by Lehigh Valley on April 29th. Eniel De Los Santos and Brandon Liebrandt got the starting role in both of those games. Both games were played in 1 hour 41 minutes before an announced crowd of 4,512 fans at Salem Field in Buffalo. Scranton-Wilkes-Barre woke up today with their best margin in the IL North Division race. They are five games clear of both Lehigh Valley and Syracuse. Scranton-Wilkes-Barre matching their season-high watermark. They're 10 games above 500, 33 and 23, entering the series finale tonight in Buffalo. Before yesterday's game, we mentioned that it was D.D. Gregorius' expected final day in a Rail Riders uniform. He is not slated to be in the starting lineup tonight. And so with that, the media gathered, the writers had some questions for Gregorius earlier in the series, and we wanted to pass along some of those thoughts, those conversations, not in a typical interview format, but certainly good enough quotes and information to pass along from the New York Yankees shortstop. And with Didi, we got a little bit of his take on how the rehab process has gone for him so far process for you coming back from, from your injury and I know you're getting real close now to being back with the Yankees where does that just stand for you and and, and how you're feeling I'm feeling good I mean it's the same standard just waiting for to get ready so that, that's the only thing that's different right now and uh, the talk is that you might be able to join the team as early as Friday do you think that's possibility or like you, you said might like you, like you said might so I don't know I don't I don't have the full confirmation on that yet you're somebody who's always been so team oriented in terms of how you acknowledge guys on social media after mm. games um, you know letting everybody know 
what everybody did. Uh, how has it been for you just watching this team who's had was to rely? not watch the game at all. I only watched like three games all year. Okay, or just just, just <laughs> knowing how they're how they're doing uh, with with guys who are normally backups or maybe minor league players uh, who are who've been doing as well. Most, as most of those guys already have like major leagues experience, so it's not like guys that never played in the big league. So everybody was ready to play. I think that's that was a one big thing. So that's why the team is winning because uh, they're playing good. Everybody come coming together, do the same thing. It kind of goes without saying, but um, you know, what do you feel you'll be able to inject? You know, not only with your bat in the lineup, but just your presence when, when you are able to. to you just got to fit in. You just got to fit in. That's all I got. You just got to fit it back in. <laughs> These rehab games with Scranton. How do you feel in the field? Obviously, coming back from Tommy John. Is it that first throw when you were down in Tampa? Was there a point in time where you're like? you know you're back to where you were prior to the surgery? Uh, I mean, I always felt good uh, after the surgery. So, I mean, it only took me a couple of days to, uh, to find my throwing. I was, already, I was throwing quick, so uh, I felt strong after I was throwing and uh, just told him to keep moving forward. Any adjustments that you're working on with Phil when it comes to getting back at the plate, getting that timing back for AAA pitching versus big league pitching soon? Nah, no adjustments at all. Just try to, just try to barely ball up. I mean, it's not going good, but I mean, uh, just missing a lot of five balls and pop-ups. But when I look down at the bat, it's, a more, it's mostly barrel misses. So, I mean, it means the timing and everything is getting there. Last week at home, you had a couple of plays with Tyler Wade, a guy who's got plenty of big league experience as well. How much fun is it, no matter what level, for you guys to turn like that snap double play we had against Rochester? Oh, I mean, it's it's always fun, you know, because you're playing the same uh, same baseball. You know, nothing changes. It's only it's only down here. It doesn't matter what league you're playing. It's still baseball. Nothing changes. Like I keep saying that all the time. But it's just uh, you go out there have fun. I think that's the most uh, most important part of the game. Another aspect I thought was pretty fun. I think it was was it Saturday you hit a foul ball to the Lehigh Valley dugout and yeah. you look over big laugh everybody throws their hands up in the air yeah. I mean you probably don't have too much experience with Gary Jones and Greg Leg, but it's, uh, it's a, I mean it's a mentality it's because I played uh the, their pitching coach I played for him while I was down there in Australia so uh yeah. in 2010 and so after I hit the ball and I got it and I told him I just wanted to see if you're awake or not so <laughs> so that's how everybody's laughing and, uh, and throwing hands you finish off this rehab assignment these last couple of games you hope with Scranton Anything that you're setting out as a goal for yourself, you know, is it just playing every day or playing back-to-back days? Every day. Playing every day, I think that's what I want to do because that's uh, what I've always been doing. Playing every day helps you better, and uh, you can keep your timing. I don't know if you've had uh, another experience where you've had to miss this much time before in your Major League Baseball career, and I'm sure it hasn't been easy for you at all. What 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 is that experience um, just sort of been like for you, and has it maybe even been a little bit of a – of a learning experience it's it's been actually easy for me because i'm not just a baseball player you know i do a lot of stuff on the side and uh, all i did the whole time i was out is working on my animation and all that stuff so i i'm i'm pretty much more than just a baseball player i do a lot of stuff off the field so i kept doing all those things so it was uh i I won't say relaxing like downtime but i mean it was a rehab time but uh, i used i used the most of it what do you mean by the animation thing? Just oh, I do a lot of I do a lot of animation and all that stuff. Really? So yeah, that's cool. So I'm not just a one trick pony like people think. I. <laughs> that was New York Yankees shortstop D.D. Gregorius, who perhaps by the time you hear this will already be in transit back to New York, getting ready to return to the pinstripes for the first time this season, coming back from Tommy John surgery on his right UCL. That does it for us today on the Rally. We've got first pitch tonight in Buffalo. 
wrapping up a six-game, four-day series between the Rail Riders and the Bisons. First pitch is set for 7.05. Pre-game coverage with Adam Marco and me begins at 6.35. You can catch all the action on the Rail Riders radio network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. Follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino, G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.